Well, welcome to SAS Plus, Accelerating Your Financial Journey. My name is Carla McRae. I'm the host today, and we're going to dive deep into the power of letting go of our egos in the business world, especially in the SaaS industry. Joining me today is a seasoned entrepreneur, a great personal mentor, Jim Laham. And I'm going to let Jim Laham share about his background here in a minute. But Jim is a seasoned tax partner at Berman Hopkins. Maybe not seasoned, senior yeah, right, seasoned. Right. <laughs> I don't know. What's the best approach there, Jim? Uh, he was the managing partner at Berman Hopkins for 16 years. Uh, he's got prior experience at KPMG, 3M Company, and Deloitte. And he's also authored multiple books around really just, just business wisdom specifically. His most recent title, Business Wisdom and Financial Planning, Revolutionize. Jim, you're working on your fourth, right? I am. I'm going to keep that one uh, in under, the, wraps. under wraps for the moment because it's going to be more of a novel kind of thing. So it, it should be fun. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, Jim also graduated valedictorian from Loyola in New Orleans, and he's happily married to Michelle, one great daughter, grandkids, an awesome son-in-law that he likes to reference all the time. And Jim has this incredible love for travel, the outdoors, and cuisine, and the arts. So, Jim, thanks for coming today, joining me. Appreciate your time, of course. So happy to be here in 2024. I love uh, the ring of 2024. 2023 just didn't have that that same ring, so I'm excited that that the new year has clicked. I think the odd number thing. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're really here today, Jim, to talk about, you know, SaaS organizations and businesses in general um, have some pretty staggering ratios when you think about their their ability to succeed in this particular industry. So 90% of SaaS businesses fail. And, you know, a lot of these organizations, too, you think about these really big companies, right? The Netflix, uh, Microsoft, right? Microsoft is an actual software as a, software as a service, excuse me, company. Um, you know, a lot of these companies, they actually have a really small number of employees in them. Like 75% of these companies only have 50 employees. And, you know, the average founder of these organizations are 35 years old. So I think there's some great opportunity to you know, utilize some of your experience and your lessons that you've seen across clients um, as it relates to this particular industry and asking for help. So I'd love to kind of start there. And you know, what do you think, you know, having an ego means in the context of business? You know, ego is a, a funny thing. You, you need to have ego to be successful. Uh, if you have too much ego and become arrogant, you will ultimately crash and burn. And also, if you are insecure, and here's what I see, in, in particular in the SaaS world, is most people come into this business from a technical background. They have intense education. They've got great experience, and they've, de- they've developed products. They've written code. They've done a lot of technical things. And then they want to step out and start something up that's the brilliant idea, but they really have no idea how to run a business. And this is where your ego gets in the way. Here's here's how it happens. You say to yourself, how can I ask this question about payroll or unemployment compensation or any other just kind of nuts and bolts thing of the business world? I feel like a fool asking these questions that I should already know. And that's where you have to stop yourself. Because those folks that don't seek out the resources necessary to run the business side of it will ultimately fail. So the ego side, then it goes away to the other end of the spectrum. When somebody gets really successful, 
I've seen them. Uh, I have this thing I tell some of my clients that think they become brilliant. <laughs> There's nothing they do that couldn't go wrong. And I say, well, look at yourself in the mirror each morning, and I want you to slap the living out of yourself <laughs> before you before you go to work and just say to yourself, I'm just a guy, I'm just a lady, and I'm just a regular human being. I'm not, I'm not uh, infallible. So uh, you've got to watch yourself once you get successful to manage your ego as well. So ego is a great thing, but it's got to be managed. You know, I, I think it's something I, I get on the regular with our clients in this particular industry of, you mentioned it specifically, you know, these are typically founders that step out of some sort of IT-related functional background. And when they're stepping into these new businesses, um, the concept of understanding, you know, finance and accounting and how to read a financial statement and a budget. And, you know, that's all the nerdy kind of yucky stuff we don't like to talk yes. about, of course. But I, I guess from the standpoint of, you know, the vulnerability of being able to ask for help, it's, it's, it's a common thing across, I, I just say culture in general, right? Um, and probably even more common in a, an entrepreneur in nature, because I would think that it's just that I'm going to go jump out there and get this figured out and do it, um, and, and being able to kind of reconnect those pieces to come back to that. Yeah, the, the myth of independence, of I'm, I'm smart, I've gone to a good college, I've, I've been trained with the best people in the business, it doesn't work. That, that's not how successful people work. Uh, Successful people find people that are smarter than them, that challenge them, and they ask for assistance. They go, they go the long mile to find out how to do something. And totally, again, back to the ego, leave their ego at the door. Uh, and you have to learn some of the nerdy things that, <laughs> that you don't particularly like, but you're going to have to live with it. Everybody loves to do the, what they do well, and if you're coming out of a technical environment, you love to do that. But you're going to have to learn how to manage people, how to do the payroll, how to finance it, uh, how to go to the bankers, and, and how to deal with insurance, and all of these things that that probably aren't all that much fun, but but you're just going to have to accept it and seek out assistance and people to help you outsource those difficult uh, chores. You know, it's probably one of the reasons why I come to you all the time, Jim. <laughs> Ask you to lunch, um, you know, ping some ideas off you. You've got you know, great experience that, that you've offered to me and helped support me personally. Um, so I'm not afraid to ask for help. I do it all the time. Things come up even in practice within the actual like accounting work that we do to help support clients that are even outside my realm of experience on occasion. The great thing is, is that you know, I've got this incredible network and collaboration um, that I have just here within the firm and colleagues and uh, even prior coworkers that I'm able to reach out to. Um, so I, I guess I want to ask you, Jim, having you know experience in this and watching many, many business leaders and entrepreneurs succeed and you yourself being very successful, you know, what do you think is the best approach to reach out and ask for help? You know, first you have to practice this. I find this trait very uh, often in males particularly. They don't like to ask for help. They will walk up and down Target or Walmart or a store and, and refuse to ask anybody uh, where something might be. And they don't like to ask for directions. I know we have... Uh, Google Maps and things nowadays, but the, you have to actually practice to get over the 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 fear of asking for help. 
And what you really do is start asking for help every place you go. It's a little exercise I tell people to do. Everywhere you go, right away, ask for help. If it's uh, if it's if it's at a grocery store, go, instead of going looking for saffron, you, you uh, ask where is saffron, <laughs> and somebody will find it for you in two seconds. Now, to find saffron in a grocery store might take you forty minutes if you because it's a, it's a specialty product. Okay. But that's just an example of of trying to get, practice getting over the fear of asking for help. I mean, I don't know what saffron is, so Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a spice. It's uh, okay, okay. It's well, there you go. You can see it does not cook in the family in my household. So, uh, thanks for that education on a uh, cooking just, spice. Also, <laughs> just a little bonus we like to throw in. Throw a little spice in the SAS industry. Love it, Jen. So, well, um, thanks for all your guidance and your help. It's been great having you today. And you know, of course, we were addressing this just to reping back to the fact that there's there's challenges in this particular industry. And, you know, we're here as a free resource just to share the wisdom and guidance and experience that we have um, as we've worked through this with many clients. So good luck on your financial journey and join us at our next episode. Can't wait. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. 